And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day. I'm going to have a, just a couple of short minutes with you here today. I'm on a walk right now. Um, and I just wanted to share something that is, uh, is on my mind regarding just getting through, um, kind of the operational stuff in business. So as you grow your team, grow your downline, um, especially if you're growing it, you know, with, with the rebels way, you're growing it where, you know, you've got a, you've got a real business surrounding your, your team, right? So the, the way that, you should be thinking about this is that your team is one aspect of your business, right? It's one monetization channel that you have. So uh, I'm not going to get into all that stuff right now, but basically you should have your own products and services that you sell, right? And that's going to help help you fund your ad cost to get people on your team. And, and then it turns into its own business in and of itself. So uh, this is called a BSM or business support material. Um, and I'm not going to get into all the theory of Rebels because that's another podcast, other YouTube videos and all that stuff. But I'm assuming that you get that if you're listening to this. Um, so you have that side of your business and then you have your team, which is one channel of, of income, right? Recurring revenue, monthly recurring revenue. And uh, the bottom line that I really want to just like talk about briefly is that cash flow can help you solve most things. Um, Now, I don't mean what I'm not saying is sell at all expenses, meaning like sell at any expense and just generate revenue because for the sake of generating revenue, you know, like when people do that, they deliver crappy products, crappy services, and especially in this kind of like info product coaching space, you know, you do not want that on your reputation, on your conscience. Um, you just don't want to deliver that kind of crap to the market. So I'm not saying sell at any expense, but what I am saying is that if you have a quality product, you have a quality service, it's good that people join your team. It's good that people buy your stuff. In that case, generating cash is absolutely vital. So what's the number one reasons that people fail in business? Lack of cash flow, right? You run out of money. And I'm just thinking like I was walking here, I'm walking up a mountain, by the way, if I sound winded, um, 
it's legitimately a mountain, not like a hill. I live on a, on a mountain and so I'm walking on like one of the mountain roads. Um, but as I'm, I'm like reflecting on all of the things that you start to need to put together in your, in your business, in your enterprise. And, and you might not want to do, you might not want to build a, a big old enterprise. Maybe you just want to make $10,000 a month. You don't need an enterprise for that. You can do that totally on your own with you and yourself and a, some automation, right? You can probably get all the way up to, honestly, 30, 40, 50,000 a month uh, from your BSM plus that from your MLM with really no help. Um, so, you know, just know that. But if you want to be building bigger and bigger and all this stuff and build, you know, an enterprise as, as my, friend, uh, my friend calls it, you know, you're going to have stuff that comes up, right? You're going to have employees um, for your BSM. You're going to uh, have legal stuff that comes up. You're going to, you know, and with employees comes, you know, proper contracts and making sure that you're compliant with your state and doing all the stuff that nobody wants to do, right? I don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. But you have to do it. Now, the way that it gets done is the way that it gets done with some level of peace is when you have money to pay for it or people just to take care of it, right? And even if you have to take care of it, having the money to do it is very, very needed. So what I mean by all this is you can't slow down the cash flow part of the business to take care of these operational things. You know, <clears throat> this, this is kind of just a random example uh, with like lawyers, right? If you listen to everything a lawyer says, you won't even start. You won't even get into business because you'd be so scared of everything happening. Um, but you do need to listen to like, you know, 80% of what they say, or 90% of what they say, and then make judgment calls for yourself as to what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but if you stay in like, let's say in this example of listen, talking to a lawyer about proper, uh, whatever, I don't even know, proper employment contracts, and you stay in that zone for multiple weeks and your, your, your cash flows slow down for multiple weeks, like that's that's not very good, right? Now, obviously, you want to have reserves in your business and blah, blah, blah. You get all of that. But my point is that cash and keeping the main thing the main thing, and you as the visionary entrepreneur should be keeping the main thing the main thing. And you should get other people to do the stuff like that, right? So um, that's one of the tricks, like, you probably heard of staying in your genius zone, right? Doing the things that only that you can do. When you're starting out, you have to do everything and then you slowly whittle your way down into doing less and less and less that's outside of your your genius zone and you know as you grow more and more cash flow you can pay other people to do those things and so the goal is to do literally nothing outside of your genius zone but like i'm personally not there yet um i imagine there's always a there's always some level of stuff that you have to do that you don't want to do that's outside of your genius zone and you know, even if you're making, you know, 10 million a month, like something will come up where you're involved in some way, shape or form. Now you're probably not implementing anything at that point, but you're involved in some way. But even now where we're at, which is definitely smaller than 10 million a month, um, I'm probably doing, I don't know, 20% of stuff outside of my genius zone. So everything else is within my genius zone. And so I feel pretty good about that. I want to get to 100%. Like I said, it's probably not possible. But if I get to 90 or 95, that'd be great. So you do that by keeping the main thing the main thing and generating cash, delivering a really quality product and service, making sure people get results, developing a good reputation, and then repeating that process and then getting other people around you 
to handle all the other stuff. And so that also means investing in your business and things that don't give what you believe to be a direct ROI. So, you know, like we pay, I don't even know, I, I would be making it up, but we pay, you know, quite a few uh, full-time employees, really good money. We pay a bunch of contractors and we pay um, a handful of vendors like, you know, corporate attorneys and stuff like that every month to handle stuff for us. <clears throat> um, and so all of those things, most of those things don't give a direct ROI. A few of them give a direct ROI, but most of them are indirect ROIs. They take load off of me and off of other high-functioning, high-value, you know, reps or employees and, and allow them to stay in their genius zones, allow me to stay in my genius zone, and then they give us an indirect ROI. So something like that, it can be, you know, it's just a different way of thinking about things when it's like, okay, I'm spending literally more on that stuff than I am on my own lifestyle, like by far. Um, but that stuff gives me the ability to do meaningful quality work in my genius zone. So anyway, short and sweet. Um, I got to get rolling, but I uh, hope you guys have a great day. Talk soon.